VR training platforms like the one developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International are helping surgeons train over and over before operating on real patients. As you practice each skill, the muscle memory starts to develop. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. First rule of fantasy football is that nobody cares about your team. The guys talk about the blockbuster trades and contracts across the NFL this week and ask why the greats usually aren't great talent scouts. All that and more this week on Just Press Play. Pregnant ladies and little kids better get the hell out of the way because I am running. I'm just, I'm like Forrest Gump, dude. I am running. So. Who also got covered by Aretha Franklin in RSPECT. Find out what it means to me. Look, I want you each to use Ombudsman in a sentence next week. I got one for you. My name is Kevin, the official Ombudsman. <laughs> you like apples? All right, we are back. It is Labor Day weekend, L, and you know Woo. we just we just keep working. You know that's that's what we do. But yeah, well, some of us. There's no days off. Some of us. Uh, well, I guess that's true. There, I mean, you know, when you when you hit retirement age, you spend a lot of time out on the river. But everybody <laughs> else, uh, we we work over the holidays. Yeah. So once again, you know, uh, pops is is his one of his go to quotes is the best ability is availability, and my man just hasn't been available <laughs> twice in the past past week. So, but he'll, he'll be back a little later this week. We're just giving him some crap. He's he's enjoying the Labor Day yeah. weekend, but it's not even we his want, fault. We're just giving him. <laughs> yeah. No, we no want to give the people. We wanted to give y'all something. We we don't have we don't have a full episode for you today, but there's just I mean, John Gruden continued to give us stuff to talk about. He has decided to trade his giving. best player. We'll get into we'll get into the Khalil Mack uh, stuff in a minute. And Khalil Mack, and he cut the White Tiger, by the way. Just little. Little really? Fact. Oh, yeah. We, yeah, he cut the white tiger. We got to get all in. It, it's the it was the final cuts for all the NFL preseason. So some interesting things going on in the NFL. And then, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as we mentioned, John Gruden being John Gruden. And then it's just Labor Day weekend. So football was on and I was watching all kinds of college football. I bet. I mean, I know I did my fantasy football draft. I'm sure a lot of people all around. This is kind of a big weekend for yeah. fantasy drafts. Yeah. And I tell you what, the only the only thing better than watching football is winning money yeah. while you're watching football. And wow. yeah. I would tell you who to bet on, but I don't really know that. But I do know yeah. where you should bet with. And that that where the podcast, the Just Press Play podcast, is brought to you by my bookie. My bookie. I'm telling you, it's it's the easiest place to go. You just put you you put your money in and you just sign up and you want like say you want to go with a parlay and you want to do three games and you can just pull it up on your phone and there there's just mybookie.ag and that's spelled uh B-O-O-K-I-E. Okay. And you can just like right before the game start, you kind of go, Oh, I kind of like the Alabama Louisville. I think Alabama's gonna kill them. And then you just it's that easy. You throw 20 bucks on it and they'll show you the line. And if you want to parlay it with some other stuff, I mean it's just so easy. They have fantasy stuff too. It's if you're gonna if you're you're going to gamble this week, this year, and win some money on football. You got to do it at my bookie. There's just no. So other it sounds to do. like to me, you're saying that it is as easy as a vending machine. Like the only difficult thing is picking what you want. But instead of Cheetos, you might get a lot of cash. Is that kind of what I'm hearing? Yeah, I mean that's it. I mean it's it's that, it's nothing. Wow. You just wow. And, and, and there's nothing more enjoyable. Like so, I was sitting there watching the Washington Auburn game, and I didn't really have a dog in the fight. I kind of was rooting for Auburn a little bit, just because. Yeah. It'll look better if they have big wins when when and if Arkansas can beat them, you know, as a fan. Sure. But 
it was so much more fun to watch because the game was like, it was, I think, a six-point game towards the end, and the line was like five, four and a half or five and a half. So it just, it was fun as hell to watch. And when I ended up winning some money. I lost more this weekend than I won. But you do it, you do it at my bookie. That's the place to go. But <laughs> all right, let's go ahead. And so I, that, that kind of can get us into best and worst of the week is my best is I think Labor Day weekend may be my favorite weekend. Yeah. And I say that, I don't think it's my favorite weekend is in like, things to do necessarily like what I did this weekend. It was a fun weekend, but it, yeah. it's like, it's like the beginning of, it's just a good time coming up. We're, we're, we got, yeah. it's yeah. the end of summer. The weather's about to start getting better. The leaves are going to change. Yeah. It's going to get nice. Football is yeah. going to be mean, on. You're exactly right. Like basically September marks, the weather's about to get good for a little bit. Maybe not a long yeah. time, but a little bit. Everything's going to be perfect. And yeah. For like yeah. the next, for the next 30 days to, to two months, it's just going to be nice. And yeah. I'm, it's just, it. I, I think this weekend is kind of like me gearing up for, okay, here we go. This is a good the end of the year. And then, and then it rolls right into, then you got Thanksgiving, which is uh, one of the best holidays. Then Christmas right it's after. It's just a good time Great. coming up. Yeah. New Year's. It just, it just keeps rolling until the bottom falls out. It's basically, that's, <laughs> that's how the year goes. So, so yeah, that my best is just Labor Day weekend. That's, that's my best. What, what, what do you got? What do you got this weekend? Well, okay. So the University of Maryland, did you see what they did this week? Yes, I did. Where they, well, I saw some of it. Well, one, I saw they beat Texas, which is always fun when Texas loses. But that, yeah, that's terrific. But that's not my best, though. Right. So what, what were you going to talk about? My my best is that so so uh, former uh, University of Maryland uh, guard Jordan McNair passed away this past summer, right. and it was a really tragic story. And if you didn't hear about it, well, there's a lot to unpack there. So. Um, you know, it's it's a very controversial story, but but what happened this weekend was not controversial in my opinion. It was terrific. It was a great tribute. So they lined up uh, with just ten players on the field out of the required eleven and left the guard empty uh, in in honor of him. And then they, instead of calling a play, they just took the delay a game penalty. So they just moved back five yards for the tribute that they made to uh, a fallen. Uh, friend and comrade and then texas declined the penalty in a in another just spectacularly classy act um and so i just thought that was really special i thought that was a really cool thing for both teams yeah i mean it's it's a cool thing to do and and texas could have easily just accepted the penalty and you know take the five yards and maryland would have been fine with it they were gonna they were gonna say it's worth i mean yeah it, it was worth it. That's why they did it. As they knew, they knew what they were giving up. They're giving up five yards for this penalty. And you know, that's not much to give, but they didn't even have to because Texas made a great move, uh, a really honorable move to respond to it. So it was yeah, just, it was classy was all around. And I agree. That was, that was a cool yeah. moment. That was like one of the first games of the day on Saturday. And that was just a cool way to start up Saturday. I was like, oh, that, that's. Yeah. Out of all the ways this 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 situation and like you said, LJ, it's a lot to unpack, so we're not going to get into it now. But out of all the ways yeah. this this situation's been mishandled, that one was that was handled right on Saturday, and I was it was a touching yeah. moment. It was cool. agreed. Agreed. I want to go for my worst. I wanted to go a little bit on I stay with coaches. I don't know. You probably I don't think you told me you didn't get to watch a lot of it. But yesterday, Alabama right. last night on Saturday, Alabama played Louisville, and they just demolished Louisville and. Wow. Surprising. Uh, yeah. Surprise. <laughs> Alabama's good again. Whoa. Yeah. Shocker. Oh, uh, yeah. But so, and as many know, I'm sure you, you, you're aware of this. There's a little bit of quarterback controversy going on with Jalen Hurts and Tua. 
I'm not going to say his last name because it's a little hard for me to say. <laughs> but uh, sure, they uh, two is probably the better quarterback. But Jalen Hurts has lost one game in his entire career, so it's hard to say to bench him. But so the whole yeah. story all offseason has been: What's Nick Saban going to do? Is he going to start two? Is he going to start Jalen Hurts? And he came in. He he wouldn't label one the starter. He said they're co-starters, and he kind of did what a lot of college teams do, and they play both back and forth. And after the game, Maria Taylor, who does who covers the game or covers college football, she's like one of the sideline yeah. reporters for ESPN. She went up to Nick Saban and she asked the question that everyone wants to know, just to get a little more insight on what do you think about the quarterback situation after after this game. And here was Nick Saban's response. What answers did you have about your quarterbacks after watching both of them play tonight? Well, I still like both guys. I think both guys are good players. I think both guys can help our team. All right, so why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to, so quit asking. I hear you. <laughs> like, why does he have to be such an ass? Yeah, they're just asking, do you have an official starter? That's all they're asking. It reminds me of the, the classic Oscar quote in The Office where he's like, when was the last time you saw a nation without two presidents? When was the last time you saw a ship set sail without two captains? Uh, it's, I mean, it's a fair question, man. I mean, it's, it's Chill a- out. It's a perfectly reasonable thing, and Saban responded like she asked him to choose between like which children, which child he wanted to keep, to keep or something. It just and he could have just done and he started it. He could have just he started to say it and he could have just went with it like, oh, I really like what both of them bring to the team. It's good to have two really good quarterbacks, and I'm going yeah. for you know could have gave us nothing, but instead he had to be kind of yeah. an ass about it. No kind of to it, a total yeah. ass about it. And later ESPN confirmed that Saban reached out and called Maria Taylor and apologized and that he didn't mean to come off that way he just has been asked that question blah blah yeah. blah but just handle yourself better nick come on yeah yeah for sure so that that's my worst of the week then i, I wanted to go this it wasn't going to be my worst but i did want to mention it just so we did mention this past weekend was a, a lot of people either drafted this weekend or drafted like last week there's a lot of fantasy football drafts going on and i'm just oh, gonna say i think you might be taking my worst i'm just gonna say don't be that guy that go, shows up to work and talks about your fantasy football team. Yep. Okay. <laughs> then Is let it, me rethink my worst because my worst well, might have been Jarek McKinnon. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me let me no let me hear your worst. Let me hear your worst. Let me hear your worst. Well, I picked Jarek McKinnon earlier in the third round, and I was pretty excited about it having Goat Rapolo's, uh, you know, running back. I'd, I'd, I'd see good things in San Francisco, and uh, and yeah. So I'm going to talk about my team for a second. He. Uh, <laughs> He got hurt. Uh, I thought, oh no, he got hurt on a non-contact injury. That's always good news. And uh, and then the news dropped that he tore his ACL. And so then the great news is someone in the league brought this to everybody's attention. So then I overbid for all of his backups. I, I spent like a good quarter of, or well, I guess like an eighth of my budget <laughs> on picking up his backups when nobody else bid on him because I thought, oh, well, this is big news now. Someone might be able to swipe a starting running back for free. So I got to pay a little more. Yeah. So that's my worst. And, uh, and you can get back to your not worst, but kind of worst. Well, so actually, I'm that guy. No, actually, see, you're not that guy because that's different. I mean, specifically, the person that's the worst is like, as soon as, like, you know, the, the normal, typical Monday, you get to work and it's kind of like, oh, how was your yeah. weekend? And you say it was good. And like, I might go, oh, yeah, I went home. We did our big fantasy draft. A bunch of my buddies got together. It was fun. That's fine. Yeah. All well and good. And you can even mention, you know, sure. like, oh, I took Jarek McKinnon. And then I saw like an hour later that he got, he tore his ACL. But it's the person that yeah. goes, here's my roster. And they pull out their phone and go, what do you think? And like, they pull out their roster and they want to talk about yeah. where stuff went in draft. And like, no one, yeah. no one They're likes like, your oh, fantasy I got a team as much as you. in the fourth round. Yeah. You should see who I got in the fourth round. Yeah, great. Cool. I don't care. And, I don't yeah, care. No, Especially like, if I'm bench. not in your league. Like, 
I already don't care if uh, if anyone in the league that I'm in wants to talk about it, but even more so, I and don't care. E- I only care about my team, your- and I will talk yeah. about my team all day. But and it's easy. It's easy. <laughs> to, I don't care about yours. When you're the one talking about it, you are interested. It's your team, and like you said, I care about my yeah. team. I do want to talk about it, but. Just know yeah. that no one else cares about your team, especially, especially if they're not even in that league. Like they have no reason yeah, to care. Yeah. So no doubt, no doubt. Just I, I was no gonna. I doubt. just want. I want people to. I'm trying to warn it. You don't want to end up because you don't realize you're that guy until you are that guy. So I'm trying to give you a heads up. Just yeah. don't don't be him. Just don't be him. Yeah. You know. Okay. So maybe the rule here is if you think this is a story worth telling in three years, you can go ahead and tell it. But like you're not going to talk about who you got in the fourth round of the 2018 draft in three years, right? But you might talk about the fact that you traded uh, Jamal Charles for Rob Gronkowski and yeah. uh, and set through a whole year of watching Gronkowski go off on everybody <laughs> once he got back from his injury. That, I think, might be a story worth telling. But, uh, but who, but who not, you got in the fourth every, round over the fifth round yeah. is, yeah, no, I'm good. Yeah. So I, I wanted yeah. to ask you real quick as an etiquette thing, like a fantasy draft etiquette, since you brought up the Jarek McKinnon, McKinnon thing, I want, I'll just real quick lay it out for anyone that didn't see Saturday at a team workout. He non-contact injury towards ACL. He's the starting running back or expected to be the starting running back for the 49ers yeah. who many expect that offense with Jimmy G and Shanahan. It's going to be a, you would think it's going to be a productive offense. So McKinnon was yeah. a guy that a lot of people liked in fantasy football. And so that happens on Saturday. I think I get a notification from like ESPN Saturday around like, one or something and our draft was later that day yeah do do you specifically try not to say anything to anyone or are you a good person you, and you go oh did y'all see the jake mckinnon thing just to make sure like not like six people know you know is there is there so, an etiquette thing yeah i would say okay so if there's money on the league then tell no one say nothing there's no take any, there's no reason to you be take nice. any advantage you can yeah exactly exactly um, but I think if there's no money in the league, like the league that you and I are in with a lot of, you know, friends and, and stuff like that, it's totally okay to throw out for like, you know, let, let's just assume Josh doesn't listen or doesn't, uh, doesn't pay attention to sports news, which I know he does. He pays way too much attention, but let's assume he doesn't. If he messes up the pick because he didn't know that Jarek McKinnon got hurt, then it's all fun to make fun of him. This league is about fun. So, you know, like why kill a fun moment? Yeah. But, um, because I was, it, it was interesting. We were, well, we were sitting there, and it was we we brought someone brought it up. I think during the day on Saturday, someone was just like, "Oh man, that that Jarek McKinnon stuff sucks. It sucks to see that towards ACL, not even like in a game." Yeah, and like I forget who it was. It and I think it was Cody, and he probably would have figured out at some point because that was like three hours before the draft, and he was like, "Oh wow." I'm glad y'all said that because I really like Jake McKinnon. <laughs> so yeah. I just thought that yeah. there's no other, especially in a league like ours where it's competitive and we do, I mean, we're not like, I'm sure not everyone's wired into it, but we don't want to make terrible picks. Like we want, there's money involved. Plus it's more about yeah. just the talking crap to each other than the money. I think, but yeah. Yeah. Well, that's the thing is like the money, suck. like it can be as low as $5, but it needs to be a competitive. Yeah. It would just suck yeah. to be the guy Sorry, that go ahead. It, it would suck to be the guy that took Jarek McKinnon when everyone else knew <laughs> that he had a torn ACL. It'd be fun to yeah. make fun of that person, yeah. but boy, it would suck yeah. to be that person. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so let's go ahead. We, uh, the NFL starts on Thursday and to kick off the, the opening week. So we had, we had a lot of cuts by NFL teams, some notable guys like Dallas cut Dan Bailey, the most, he's the most accurate kicker wow. in NFL history. And they cut him. I, that was wow. weird to see. Maybe, Did you see that coming at all? Was not that, at is that a total shock to you? No, 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 no. Like he had some injury stuff last year a little bit, but I thought he was healthy. Yeah. And I know they brought in, they like brought in a rookie kicker this year, a young guy, and they were just 
trying them out in preseason. But I think a lot of NFL teams will bring in a kicker just to get a look at him. So like maybe, you know, week six, if their kicker goes down, there's a young guy on the street that they like, you know? Yeah. So I, but I right. had no idea when that thing came through on my phone. I was like, damn, Bailey, I thought it was like a typo. And I went and Googled it. Yeah. And sure enough, it had been cut. But so the guy I want to bring up, we've mentioned him a few times. Uh, the hundred million dollar man over in Oakland, yes. he decided that <laughs> the best thing to do for the Raiders would be to trade the best player on their team. Maybe, maybe the best defensive player in the division. He decided to give him away. I mean, I do take a little bit of offense to what you just said, but, but I also agree with John Gruden. That is the best thing to do with the Raiders. Uh, I think that the next best thing he can do is get rid of Carr too. That would be lovely. Um, or maybe just, uh, what's that, what's that guard's name? Asawali or whatever. Yeah. Maybe get rid of him and leave Carr. I think that's going to be okay too. Either way. Um, just to free up cap space. So, is all I'm saying. so what we're, what uh, we're referring to is, is the Raiders <laughs> traded on set. I think it was Saturday. They traded Khalil Mack, who's, who's been in a, a little bit of a contract holdout because he's on the last year of his rookie deal and he's ready to get paid like yeah. he deserves to be. He's one of the, if and not, deserves it. if I mean, not absolutely. the best defense player, he's one of the top five. I mean, he's really good. And yeah. he plays an extremely important position as that edge rusher. Yep. And so he yep. wanted and he, so he was ready to get his money. Game. Yeah. So he was ready to get his money. Yeah. And he was holding out. And like the the yeah. Raiders had been kind of threatening, like, oh, we're not talking to him. We've already given an offer and he didn't like it, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. but you hear that all the time. And usually what ends up happening is like closer to the season, they they come back and they figure something out. And nope, not the Raiders. They traded him for two first round picks. And I wanted yeah. to get with the, uh, my thought and process. I want to also yeah. throw out Kevin. They they threw with Khalil Mack a second round pick. So they didn't just get picks for Khalil Mack. They also gave away a pick for it. So I just that's interesting. You can uh, whatever you were going to say well, next. I, it was kind of I just found that interesting. I was having this conversation with a couple of buddies this weekend. But I just think I understand a first round pick's really good, and I think you have more on this. But if you if I'm any team in the NFL. And you say, you can have Khalil Mack, I just need two first-round picks. I think I'm doing that without a lot of hesitation. The only... I understand that. Yeah. So what he, what the bears are the ones that traded for him and what the bears, the kind of the thought process is you're not only giving up two first round picks, but you're also basically, if you're going to trade for him, you're going to, you're, you're knowing that you're going to give him like the bears gave him a huge contract. I think Aaron Donald became the highest paid defensive player for a total of like four hours. Yeah. And then I think it was two days, but yeah, it was like nothing. And then Khalil Mack came in. I don't know the exact number, but I think his average is like $23.5 million per year for a defensive player. Do you have the raw numbers? Yeah, he... Well, the raw numbers, it's a six year extension. So he, he's uh, got a seven year contract worth $141 million. Uh, so, uh, he walked out the door with $60 million yesterday and, uh, he's guaranteed 90 million of the 141 million. And if he stays all seven years, then he gets about 23 million a year, like you were saying. I mean, it's, you know, in chunks. So like 18 million the first year and like 26 million the next and stuff like that. So, well, but and yeah, so it's, money, it's a crazy contract. Money keeps going up and I, and I, I, guys are going to keep getting paid more and more because the the calorie the salary cap in the NFL has jumped up by like the calorie cap. <laughs> yeah, I need a calorie cap. <laughs> the salary cap in the NFL has jumped up by like ten million the past five years in a row. So it just it's going to keep going up. So these guys, the money just keeps getting yeah. higher. It's basically the highest paid player ends up being the one that got paid the latest. Like it, Whoever Miller, signed most it recently, was, yeah, yeah, it was Von Miller, then it was Aaron Donald, then it's Khalil Mack. It's how it always goes, but. Why yeah. do do you if you're the Raiders or or if you're the Bears is two like do you think two first round picks do we overvalue first round picks? Uh yes, absolutely we do. In my opinion, I I'm curious. I think let's take this a, a slightly different way. Who do you think won that trade? I mean, is that I think 
I think the Bears won it, no doubt, to me. And I, I, I think I could argue. I think I agree with you, but I think I could argue that the the Raiders might have won it. Though, okay, tell me why. Um, after I did a lot of research. Well, so I was trying to look up uh, essentially like how how useful a round one pick is. And it looks like basically a round one pick has a 40% chance of being a pro bowler. And so if you have three picks in the first round over the next three years, like the Raiders do, that means they've got about an 80% chance at drafting a pro bowler. So they got rid of Khalil Mack for uh, upping those chances of getting a pro bowler to basically double what they had before. The other thing is Khalil Mack is costing on average against the cap $22 million. Okay. And so those three potential pro bowlers are probably at worst, if the Raiders get the number one pick and the number two pick, and then the next year, the number one pick, they're costing about $18 million in cap room. So they're saving $4 million and getting three people to fill holes. Um, it kind of goes into one of those things you were talking about, Kevin, uh, about how if a, if a team gets good players under cheap contracts, that's how a team wins a Super Bowl. It's not about having the the high paid all star, you know, like how many quarterbacks besides Tom Brady are not on their rookie contract and really having a good push at the Super Bowl. It doesn't feel like a lot to me. Um, I agree so. with a lot of that. And I do think one thing it, it's interesting now, I think first round picks. The problem is, I think they've become they get their value went way up in 2011 when we got the when they implemented the rookie wage scale. And now all of a sudden, yeah, Sam Bradford's aren't coming. I, it was actually funny when uh, I, I think it was Parcells. I watched this documentary. There's a it's this thing the Cowboys put out like the last ride, and it was Parcells' last little tenure at the Cowboys. And at sure. one point, he talks about first round picks, and it, it was interesting. At one time, owners and GMs and coaches didn't really want the number one overall pick because I mean you're locking down seventy million dollars to Sam Bradford, who may be really good or he may be a yeah. dud. And now with right. first round picks getting five years at you know whatever million I could slotted for each pick, we've we the value should have and did rise, but I think it went too high because it just seems like you said forty percent. I mean. I was going to just give a rough guess at like you have maybe a 50% chance if that pick ends up being top 10. You have a 50% chance of that guy could be Khalil Mack or he could be a total dud. But Khalil Mack, well, we know was, what Khalil Mack is. He's a stud. And I will say that 40% chance is not will you get a Khalil Mack, but it's will you get a pro bowler. And I would say Khalil Mack is better than the middle tier pro bowler. And do we um, trust Do opinion. we trust like Gruden to be the guy to get that pick, like make that pick? No, absolutely not. But here's the other thing, though, that I think uh, a really smart team which I don't think the Raiders are, could turn those picks into actual, just straight up a, a, a destructive team in, in say, eight years, right? Um, because, you know, if you have a team that's really in for the long haul, which the Raiders are, they've signed to a 10-year contract, they're going to pay him for 10 years no matter what they do. Yeah. So they're going to keep him around for a little while. There's no doubt about it. And so what I would do if I were in that situation is I would trade down those picks and try to double my picks in the second round or something like that, and then trade down those picks and try to get just as many mid-round picks as you can because the difference between uh potential in uh, a first round pick in the middle round or in the middle of the round and a third round pick in the middle of the round is like almost nothing. You know, they they're they're all good players with a lot of potential that we just have to see how they perform in an NFL environment. And so if you can have 
just like a shotgun mindset during the draft and just have like, you know, instead of seven picks have, you know, 25. I mean, that's then you're, you're going to get a lot of good players. for You're cheap. talking about it's what the Browns happen. have done. That's what they did when they traded yeah. down. They didn't take Deshaun Watson. They traded down or they didn't take Wentz and all yeah. of them because they thought, we'll just trade down. We'll go ahead and get more second round and first round picks coming up. They won't be the first pick, but we'll end up getting a lot of talent. And they have. They've got a ton of talent. And I really like their roster. And now they might have they, they might have the quarterback they want. But I will. I want to go back to who won or lost the trade. And I get why you could say maybe Oakland, but I love, and you mentioned it, the, the Bears did what we've talked about in previous podcasts. And yeah. they're just going, they've seen enough Mitch Trubisky where they're saying, all right, because we've talked about when that when that window's open, as soon as it opens, it's closing. Yeah. So yeah. they have, I think, four years while Mitch Trubisky's on that rookie deal. So they're just going to go, right now they have the money to go pay Khalil Mack. Once Mitch Trubisky's up, and if he is their guy, then they're yeah. going to have to pay him. They don't have the money for Khalil Mack, and Khalil Mack's contract will be up, right. and then they might go away from him. Right. But so right now, they're going to go with Trubisky. They signed a couple players on Allen Robinson on offense. They got Jordan Howard, who they like at running back, and then they drafted some good players in, on defense, or at least you, if, if they trust their draft process, they drafted good players, and yeah. then they just bring it. They show everyone. The, what they did is they showed everyone in their locker room, we're not building. We're ready. We're ready to take the – we might take the step now. Like – because they're like the Rams did last year. And the Raiders, yeah. on the other hand, are showing the exact opposite. If I'm Derek Carr or if I'm Marshawn Lynch, I'm like, what the hell? Like, you're getting rid of our yeah. best guy? And it didn't even seem like they really well, negotiated with them all that much. I, I mean, I and I think that's definitely the reason I would argue that they lost this trade is is how does the locker room react to that? I mean, there's there's no way that you can tell teams that or players that you're going to get rewarded for working hard and having, you know, a, a hell of a career in Oakland or in Las Vegas, I guess, is the next step. Yeah. Uh, but I, I mean, just to play devil's advocate, I mean, Khalil Mack is going to take up one eighth of the bare salary cap every year for the next seven years. One eighth. He has one eighth of their entire team. That's absurd. He is a That's stud. A He's a contract MVP to, to try to perform up to. And if he, if he, if he gets hurt in a couple of years, well, I guess that probably negates the contract to some degree. I'm just saying, if he doesn't live up to that standard, then that's a huge waste of money. I mean, he's he is an MVP candidate every year for uh, the next you know five years, and that wouldn't surprise me. But it also wouldn't surprise me if he starts drifting. You know, players do that; it just happens. That's just such a huge investment. An eighth of your salary goes to one with every, person. But it's with crazy. with every first round pick, you're you're praying, you're just praying that one of them can turn it. Maybe one can turn into a Khalil Mack. So now you're not having to, you're not yeah. having to pray for it. You got it. You got Khalil Mack in the building now. And I just, I get what you're saying. And he is going to cost a lot or he is costing a lot, but guys like Khalil Mack's talent don't become available in free. This isn't the NBA. NBA, like those guys yeah. jump ship a lot. The NFL guys at that talent don't become available. So when you got a chance at it, if you want one, you better go get them. And it costs two first round picks. I, guess. Well, I will say the other thing is like you're saying, they they're going all in right now. Um, just putting all the chips on the table. And if they can parlay that into a Super Bowl within the next couple of years, it's a lot easier to come talk to your star player and say, hey, will you take a little bit less money so we can sign and get more talent around you to keep this going uh, than it is for the Raiders to say, hey, we're on our way to the Super Bowl. You don't have any proof that it's going to happen. You may not have even met our head coach, but would you still take a, a pay cut for us to try to get pieces around you? Like it's a lot easier to trust a team that has gone all in and succeeded. So if they're gambling and it works out, then it works out big, I think, because then they have that opportunity to say, hey, let's cut your contract a little bit so I can get you some more outside linebacker help on yeah. the other side or something like that, you know? Yeah. And I guess 
I'll, I guess I'll kind of wrap up my thoughts on like on this point is just, and we don't know what the locker room's like. We, we have fun with the John Gruden stuff and a lot of people do, but maybe the team loves them. Maybe that maybe everybody's all on board and they kind of wanted to get rid of Khalil Mack and he was kind of a nuisance in the locker room. We don't know, but it just seems like as soon as Khalil Mack or as soon as John Gruden got there, he alienated two of the team's best players in Marquette King, which I know it's a punter. So it's not, you would say he's not as important, but right. Not as valuable, for sure. But two two guys that seemed like they were kind of the leaders on the team a little bit, like guys that people liked yeah. and fans definitely At liked. At least emotional centers, yeah. Yeah, and they, I, the, the Marquette King thing, it sounded like he didn't even talk to him. And then there was one thing, there was reports came out after like John Gruden had been with the team for a month and Khalil Mack kind of said he's going to hold, he's, he's been wanting to renegotiate and that now he's going to hold out. The report came out that John Gruden hadn't even talked to him. So uh, the I, I read a report today and that might be, you know, it might be false, but uh, it said that Gruden still hasn't talked to him. And uh, Khalil Mack was actually like trying to find John Gruden's house address by texting people that are close to him so he could have a meeting with coach and couldn't get it. So it just I don't yeah. I don't understand it. I don't get it. Well, and if you're Derek Carr looking at like, so what's my next contract going to be? You look at this front office and say, I don't know if I want to be here. I mean, I think. So well, I see, think, that's I think why it they does more. It. it does more so than with other than Derek Carr. I think the Raiders pretty much just showed that we'll pay a quarterback and that's it. Well, they true, paid Derek Carr. True. Everyone that's else, true. you're expendable. And I, well, I'm with yeah. you. I, I think if I'm say I'm Arden Key is the guy they drafted out of LSU who they think maybe can re, uh, fill in for Kilomack and be the next Kilomack, and maybe he will. And if he yeah. does, he's a much cheaper version. So maybe maybe they yeah. look really smart, but. If you're Khalil Mack and you ball out, or I mean, if you're Arden Key and you're great for the next three years, do I try? Do I try to? St- you just watch what happened to the last guy. So maybe I'm like, yeah. all right, I've done my stint here. Right. Now let me go get paid by a te- an owner that actually wants me. I don't yeah, know. I just feel yeah. like it's an easy way. I could see that locker room after what's gone on in this off season. If things kind of are a rough start to the regular season, I could see that blowing up. And like you said, the Raiders are all in. They by going ten years, a hundred million. Yeah. They they they're all in on the John Gruden train. So we'll see. We're either going to see it win a Super Bowl or crash and burn. One of the two. I want to throw out one more thing about the Raiders is that uh, I was looking at some stuff today and last year the Raiders led the league in players over 30 years old um, and really stood out by having eight players over 30 years old. And then they went and signed, I think, four more this year. So uh, the Raiders are going to be by far the oldest team in football this, this well, coming year. And John so. Gruden's, he said he wants to go back to 1998. So, I mean, he's working yeah, And he on wants it. to get people that saw it. So, yeah. Um, yeah. We'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I'm not ready, Kev, to if if the Raiders have a good season this season, I'm not ready to eat this crow. I'm just not. <laughs> I just it cannot be, have that. It will happen. be great. No. It will be great to 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 see you like week ten no. if the Raiders are like eight and two and Derek Carr's an MVP candidate and John Gruden is coach of the year and you're just having to eat all kinds of crow. I was aware this week while I was thinking about how big of a deal this Khalil Mack trade is and how they got rid of um, Artavis Bryant. I was just thinking there's no if the, if they find success this year or even in the next like three years, I am gonna look so dumb. Like the, I, I will, yeah, it's gonna be bad. It's gonna be bad. Well, speaking of how valuable, may, what a. First First round pick, the the value of first round pick. I guess the Paxton Lynch made the roster for Denver. <laughs> the worst first round pick I've seen. He I didn't mean, make the roster, as far as I saw. I thought he made the cuts. I want to. Well, let me let me look to make sure. But I thought I saw today that he was cut. 
Let me see. They wave oh, him. Yep, yep, he's been cut. Yep. You're right. And uh, Broncos, huh. the report from the Mile High Report is the Broncos tried to trade him and no one wanted him. Uh, I bet they didn't. Uh, I mean, the Broncos I will did say, the Cowboys a huge. The, Jerry Jones really wanted Paxton Lynch, and the Broncos did us a favor by taking him because. I, and you know what? I did too. I was really excited about that pick. Uh, I think I was there when they picked him at in in I think it was while I was in the Chicago draft and uh, yeah. yeah I was pumped about that I just thought wow I couldn't be happier about you know we're really answering our quarterback problem with this and uh, <laughs> do we uh, do we know is uh, does John Elway know how to evaluate the quarterback position uh, have you seen what he's done uh, it has besides not been good. Peyton Manning it has it's not, not been, been very good at um, all and and that's one of the things that we Hannah and I were just talking about this the other day of like do you think Peyton Manning would make a good coach. Uh, especially a quarterback's coach. And I think like, it's hard to say because like one of those things about these like all time greats, you know, like um, the John Elways, the Dan Marinos, the, the whoever's uh, heck Michael Jordan in basketball. He's not been very good at well, it. You just, you, you know so much that you don't know what you can't tell people. You know, it's just like, you're so far beyond people that like trying to explain what you go through and what you look at before an audible for, if you're Peyton Manning or, you know, like what your like John Elway may or may not know how physic may, how physically blessed he was to be able to do the things he could do and how, you know, how lucky he was to be able to read a play. So you so just much can't understand why Paxton Lynch can't do it. Right. He thinks, oh, I know everything there is to know about quarterbacking so I can get somebody somewhere or I could figure out who's going to be the guy or whatever. I can see those things. But all he sees is like maybe the things he didn't have that this guy's better than him at and doesn't see all of the things that he just took for granted because, you know, I, that's what almost makes like you see like those big old coaches that never played a, a sport in their life, but they're still like genius coaches. Um, yeah, the, I, it's it's a because, stereotype for because a they had the limitations. They had yeah. the limitations and they understand it. Whereas yeah. John Elway just he can't relate to a, a, a mid-level quarterback because he just he was never that he, his whole life. He was yeah. the best that yeah. ever touched the field. I mean, yeah, he was. Yeah. The, the draft that he was in, it was such a clear like this is the number one pick that you know he's never had a day where he wasn't the best quarterback in the nation as far as at least his circle thought um yeah it's it's crazy um and i will say like i've loved i've loved him as an owner but yeah you're exactly right quarterbacks have not been something that he's been able to put together and i think i think maybe maybe with case keenum he did i don't know we'll see but and and maybe he just needs to stick to free agents that find some success you know like that might be the quarterback of the broncos from here on out is just we pick up somebody that doesn't quite make it on a team but looks good you know i don't know we'll see because i feel like they've drafted well other than quarterback like they've yeah. gotten good i think they have some really good edge rushers they've yeah i think they've this done defense some good things like signing different again. players yeah yeah, yeah. all right so. well so we d- we didn't have like we said we didn't have a full episode for you this week uh we we just we had to come on and uh, at least i had to at least get your thoughts on the khalil mack yeah thing. for and, sure and for since sure. he got traded to chicago you're in chicago i thought yeah i had to at least see what you were can thinking. i say I think that's a scary team this year. I do. I'm very intrigued by them. I, I think I like what they're doing. They're going all in. They could be the next kind of Rams ish team. And they're yeah. just, they're just going because either, either they crash and burn like they, they, by taking Mitch Trubisky that early, yeah. you're just, you're put, you're going all in on them. Yeah. So might as well get the best team you can around them. Yeah. Absolutely. And if it sucks, it sucks. Yeah. You know, I mean, they're not Brown scary. I don't think, but, but they're scary, yeah, but they're getting there. They've, they've signed, they've signed, they've signed some playmakers. If yeah. Trubisky, is as good as they want him to be. They have some running backs with Howard and Tariq Cohen. And then yep, I like that. I love the linebacker they got out of Georgia. And then obviously Khalil Max. Oh, yeah. I they mean, got Khalil Max. They're intriguing. Too, huh? <laughs> yeah. They're intriguing. That's yeah. for sure. Yeah, for sure. But yeah. so 
We mentioned it earlier, and if you're gonna if you're gonna be betting at all during football season, you gotta be doing it at my bookie. And actually, since my bookie uh, is the they are a sponsor of the JPP podcast, you can go on there. They will put for any of our listeners if you go on my bookie today or before football season anytime, and you put in the promo code JPP, they'll match whatever. So if you put a hundred dollars in to play with, they'll match it and give you a hundred dollars too. Or if you put, they'll go all the way up to a thousand, and you can bet on. What if I put three hundred dollars in? They'll match. I'm telling you, you can bet on college football, pro football, basketball, any sports. They even have like random stuff where you can bet on like reality TV shows. Like at one point, I know they had stuff for The Bachelor and things like that. And then for all for all you like for all our fellow fantasy nerds out there, if you want to get into some like DFS stuff, they'll put like Mitch Trubisky is that we have him projected at 12 points this week. Do you have him over under? And you can pick the over under and you can parlay it. It's just a lot of fun stuff. Easy as hell to use. Just go to mybookie.ag. That's M-Y-B-O-O-K-I-E. And like I said, enter that promo code JPP. All of our listeners, they'll match your, they'll match your money. So they'll match that deposit. It's just free money. Yeah. You look, the thing is, is I don't know who to bet on, but I just know who to bet with. And it's my bookie. You play, you win, and they pay. It's it's that easy. Might as well do it. Yeah. So for, it. for that, I think that'll wrap it up. LJ, we got some football coming. Thursday night, the NFL is officially Dude. back. Regular season's Pumped. back on. Pumped. I mean, it's it's a good time of the year. Like we said, it's I'm telling you, yeah. Labor Day weekend just I'm, I'm getting I get so pumped because like now it's all it's all downhill from here. <laughs> yeah. In like and, a positive way. Yeah. And then and then we got <laughs> Pops will be back a little uh, later this week. We'll have another yeah, one missed another, you pops another on this pod. One. Yeah, we missed you. Hit, hit the best of the best abilities availability, and and you ain't here. So, you ain't here. <laughs> but I think we're gonna we're gonna table the what we're listening to uh, until Pops comes back. So I think for this week's episode, that'll do it. All John right. Gruden, keep keep putting out some news for us, John. Keep it happening. Oh yeah. Peace out. <laughs> Peace. So, Dad. Will you clap when I reach a number less than one? And I'm going to count down from three. Three, two, one. I will. Zero. Okay. That's, you said I will after I said zero. About three seconds. So, that's, I think we're pretty far (laughs) off. I mean, have you not heard the clap yet? No, well, we've heard it now, but it was, I mean, it was a good, like, four seconds or so, I think. Okay. Well, what well, are you guys thinking? Um, I do too. Get on. Yeah,